This is Infection, the survival podcast, recorded live on Tuesday, January the 17th, 2023, episode 418. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Welcome into another edition of Infection. Infection is your weekly source for the latest information in and around the video game industry with a little bit of common sense political twist thrown in there as well. My name is Nick Craig. You can follow me on the infamous Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig or check out my day gig over at nickcraig.com and download the Wilmington's Morning News podcast. Of course, our website, infectionpodcast.com. Joining me as he does each and every week, Brian with an I, Aldridge. Brian, good uh, good evening, and I hope you're doing well. I am doing very well. And, uh, of course, if you want to find me, you can find me at Boise Computer on Twitter or at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parlor, Getter, Truth Social, and, of course, my blog, BiteOfTech.com. If you want to find us, though, just go to InfectionPodcast.com, and you go to the right-hand side and see Join Our Server on Discord. And if you do that, uh, that's a place where if there's a news topic you think we should be covering, maybe there's a, a news story that pops up that you're not sure we're going to see, post a link to that in the news channel, and then we review that before the live show starts. Also, we've got 11 ARC servers going. We have a Conan Exile server going. We've got lots of different things that you can do, uh, and a community there that chat about random things. Uh, so if you want to be a part of that or get a hold of us, that's the perfect way to do it. Uh, if you want to watch the live show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube, and of course, we have our podcast forums down at the lower right-hand side, so whatever platform, device, a lot of different ways that you can listen to the show, and that's recorded and then uploaded to that service. So if you are doing that, that means we've also got the show notes for the episode uploaded to the website. We have a video and audio player built right into that, and there's links for all the different things that we discuss. Maybe there's uh, source material, there's videos, things that you may want to see that you were listening to. All of that's included, and it makes it really easy if you're trying to do a lightweight low bandwidth type of an option. Uh, if you want to support us, there's a support option up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, and if you uh, notice some changes on the website, uh, you'll continue to see those over the next couple of weeks as we get ready for uh, the next generation, the next phase here of the program. We'll be talking about that in yep. the next couple of weeks, so uh, stay tuned for that. All right, Brian, uh, this is a name, an individual that really, without him, Without this, without this gentleman, um, I'm not even sure that you and I would still be actively communicating. That's not to say not that every week. Not, that's Probably. not to say that we would be. It's not to say that we would wouldn't have connected because we knew each other before. But I'm, we definitely would not be talking as frequently as we do. And that is an individual yeah. by the name of John Smedley for the uh, new yeah. folks to the program. Uh, Smed- uh, Smedley, as he's known, was the brains and the mastermind behind the original, and Brian is showing here, I thought he was trying to go off camera for a minute, um, this is the, uh, he's the man behind EverQuest, H1Z1. My first, and- my first real multiplayer game I ever played. Was EverQuest. So, EverQuest, before WoW, before anything else, this was like the first MMO that I ever had access to. In this very room... 22 years ago, I think. Old man Aldridge. <laughs> I was playing it. I was playing it in that corner right over there uh, on my computer. And uh, and very different times in computer gaming. But that was my first experience with anything really that wasn't uh, a dial-up, you know, one one versus one type of a connection or something to a bulletin board system. 
uh, a real MMO. So life-changing for me, opened my eyes up to a whole different set of what uh, the internet could be used for in computers. And of course, as you said, then there's H1Z1, which uh, for us was a big, uh, big, a big change in, in, as you said, why we talk to each other every <laughs> single week. Yeah, uh, it was Sony Online Inter- Entertainment at the time, SOE, and then it later became yep. as uh, as they produced so many games. Well, with the demise of, actually, even before the demise of H1Z1, it was announced that he was going to, um, I don't believe, move that physically far. So, uh, H1Z1, or the uh, Sony studios were down in San Diego, and he was going to be leaving uh, at the time, Daybreak, and move actually yep. no it was still it may have still been sony at the time and he was going to go lead amazon's game studio and we've talked yep. about a couple of the games that amazon has worked on uh over the last couple of years brian but it has uh it has not been without controversy and without criticism and uh it was announced yep. just a few days ago that he is officially stepping down as the head of the amazon games san diego studios which was their main facility after he's been yep. there six years um and yep. has really nothing no notches on his belt um the games that ha- that he has uh you know tried to spearhead really haven't come to fruition at all so it's uh it has not been at least from a production standpoint on the public side of it not was not a very good uh not a very good run for him at least what from what we've seen no and here's something that he wrote in an email. He said, after a lot of thought, I've decided it's time for me to try my hand at something new. So you're not really Six giving years a, a hint long time, of, of, yeah, to not and to not have any released games. But part of this is this is Amazon. This is a new studio for Amazon, right? Also, they have made a lot of changes for, yeah. you know, they originally, just as far as internally with their game engine, remember they purchased... Oh, was it Christ Forge Light? The Crisis Engine? Yeah. No, uh, uh, no, no, no. Was Cry it Cry, Cry Engine? Cry they, Engine? They, they bought, yeah, but Crytek yes. made it, but Cry Engine, they bought a version of Cry Engine to start revamping. Now, this I'm doing from memory. I don't have notes in front of me for this. And then Cry Engine released, like, or announced like a week later their whole new version that was way different. Um, I think they then had to rework and, and redo a lot of the engine itself. And so whatever they were developing early on with the studios, they probably had to kind of start over as they started fixing and rechanging all these engines. So I can understand why it's taken a long time. And plus, Amazon's a new studio. They're, they're getting all these processes put out. They put out New World. But other than that, there's not much that's really come out of the studio. So uh, you know, I'm sure that there will be things coming out of the studio. I'm sure that some of the things he has worked on will eventually make it to the front, but who knows how kind of in this place where before he was more of an inspirational boss with a team that pretty loose rules. I, I don't know how well he did in an Amazon type of a structure Yeah, where you don't not allowed to talk about anything. There's no hype. Like he was have to, you just sit there being silent about something and can't have your community around you excited about it. And, and that to me would be more of a, a kind of tears you down after a while. And you've got people on the internet saying, well, why haven't you released anything yet? And Amazon's got you under NDA so tight that you can't say a word. And he's still yeah. he's not saying anything about the the things he's been working on. And he and he likely won't. Uh, it's noted here that Andrew Seitz, uh, who also worked at SOE, uh, will now be leading the uh, the San Diego studio. And I had a conversation with 
I don't remember who it was. Maybe it was you or, or maybe it was Nisco. I was I was chatting with in, in DMs about this. Um, you know, I, how much of this also is Amazon not knowing what the hell they want to do? I mean, you're talking about yep. you might think, wow, Amazon Game Studio, they must have a lot of impact in play. Not really. They are the bastard of bastard childs for Amazon. It is not a business, yep. uh, not a big business for them. It's something I'm, it's something they definitely want to play in. Right. There's no argument there. But it is not their. It's it's not even a source. It's not even a useful source of revenue. So as yep. the wind, you know, kind of blows in Amazon, some of those uh, some of those winds can have a, a big impact on the on the game studio side of it. And you know, there may be projects that were you know pretty far along in terms of you know storyboarding and sketching, and then Amazon decides that's not the direction we want to go. And you know, you could have had a year, a year and a half, two years of, of, of work on something to just essentially be cut off because that's not the direction that the people above Smedley want to go. And I yep. would assume, I don't know this to be certain, but I would have guessed there was not, I would, I would assume there was not a lot of autonomy at uh, Amazon Game Studios. I would assume that the Amazon corporate folks had a very, very large decision right into what was going on. And after yep. six years of dealing with that and not having a product, I'd probably want to try my hand at something new too, where I don't have a bunch of corporate middle manager suits, uh, you know, telling me what I need to do about video gaming. Smedley is a, a veteran well, of this industry. I mean, he's been in it thirty oh, yeah. some odd years. He's not an idiot. Yep. He knows what he's doing. He's been very successful. And I might, I might make the argument that maybe Amazon was just not a right fit for him and what he wants to do. Well, and I think, too, for instance, Mike Frazzini, he was the studio head. He la left last year. Um, they got people like one of the developers of Portal, Far Cry 2, Smedley. All those people have now left. All these people that work for big projects that were the big names that they brought in have left the Amazon games. So it could be just how they're doing this. Also, I bet you they're cutting back on budgets. If you look at what Amazon's doing right now, they're having a bunch of layoffs. They are... Uh, they. They're starting to have some negative numbers as far as stocks and everything else and reports coming out that are causing them to cut back a lot. Who knows what they told them as far as, hey, we're going to have to, we're going to have to you know, rein in these budgets or rein in something to where maybe it wasn't something he wanted to do. I mean, he knows the effect that some of these things will have on the game, kind of like some of the effects of what Sony Online and then Daybreak did to really kill H1Z1 in the end. Maybe he saw the writing on the wall because he has that 30-something years of experience behind him to say, hey, you do all this, the game's going to die anyway, so like, what's the point? You know, I might as well go. Yeah. Um, so what will we ever hear or find out? Um, probably not a lot from his time at Amazon. Um, you know, we're yeah. gonna, As I mentioned earlier, we're going to be going through a couple of things over the next couple of weeks, rebranding-wise. Um, we're going to... It might be cool to see if he'd be interested in talking about some of the uh, the olden days of uh, of H one Z one and and Sony Online Entertainment. Obviously, that would be a pretty big get, but uh, you know we'll 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 try some various avenues and channels there. So uh, Smedley officially out over at Amazon. Um, Brian, yeah. a, a follow up on another story is Google Stadia. I don't know if you saw the news this week. As you know, Stadia is yep. is shutting down. Um, and there's been a big controversy over the Stadia controller, which yes. was only able to be paired with the um, 
uh, what do they call it? Whatever it was, which is called, essentially just a Chromecast. That the Stadia device was just yeah. a Chromecast with a controller, um, and it was only able to be paired with that. So even though folks have gotten their refunds, and I, I will continue to state that Google had no obligation to refund people on their hardware purchases, had no obligation to refund them on anything, but they did. Yep. So that's good guy Google yep. there at least a little bit. But a lot of folks are saying, well, what the hell? Now I've got this cube in this controller that I can't do anything with. And there was reports that this computer, uh, the controller, people had taken it apart and seen that it had had a Bluetooth chip, Bluetooth functionality on it, and it was being locked by yep. software. Well, Google announced this week that you will now be able to unlock Bluetooth low energy support on your Stadia controller, but you're going to have to do it before the end of the year because um, you have to update it through the Stadia device to do that. And those servers are going to shut off in uh, you know, December 31st of this year. So if you've got a Stadia, it's a cool-looking controller. Um, I yeah, we I touched one of them at PAX a couple of years ago. I don't know if that ended up being the final production version or not. It seemed like it it, it felt nice in the hand. It's it's a modern, sleek controller. And um, if you've got a Stadia, you'll be able to uh, go ahead and do it. The way that it works is using a Chrome. You uh, either on Windows or Mac OS, you download this application. The tool will disable the proprietary Wi-Fi connectivity on the Stadia controller, and then it will be able to use BLE, Bluetooth Low Energy, instead. So uh, you'll be able yeah. to uh, connect that. It will no longer use Wi-Fi, and then uh, you can connect it to a smartphone, a tablet, uh, an X. well... Uh, I don't know if you can connect to an Xbox or PlayStation, but a PC or, or any other device that yeah. supports a Bluetooth controller, and uh, you'll be able to get that up and uh, running. Definitely so not a Roku. Uh, definitely not a Roku, and another situation <laughs> yeah. of good guy Google. Really, yep. at this point in time, zero obligation. They've already refunded. So there's people now, Brian, you've made out like a bandit here, where you've got this hardware yep. device, they gave it to you for free, essentially, and now you've got a pretty ballin' bluetooth controller so some people are saying this yep. is the longest con of long cons to get a free bluetooth controller oh, no. just invest in a service we should have tried to get some stadia stuff um, yeah i know i mean really <laughs> missed the ball on all that negativity that we've been spouting if you know what? i would have gotten some stadia stuff brian if they weren't such douchebags at pax west in 2019 if they weren't such egotistical yeah. jackasses and weren't so rude and mean to us I uh, I would I would have more than I would have been more than happy to try out Stadia, but they were just uh, well. They, who who gets the last the laugh in the end, right? Who's still <laughs> around? What's still around? Yeah. An obscure video game podcast or Google's game streaming software? Let's put one on the belt for old uh, old infection podcast. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so well, I've, uh, I've got an update. Go. I've got an update from a, one that we talked about last week. Sure, uh, I've been. Following a little more stuff on the D and D, um, you know the Dungeons and Dragon change to the, all their rules, and people mm -hmm. are way more upset about that than I realized because uh, uh, it's causing a lot of people. What are the rules that for people that didn't know? What are the rules, and what are people upset about? So what they're saying, what D and D, I'm, I'm going to call them D and D, even though there's these other organizations over it. They're saying is that you have to play everything now has to be played by the latest rule set. So no, no, remember they had like five point, they had different editions that you could Correct. do. Um, so now they have this OGL 1.1 license. Now this isn't in effect, but it got leaked because they were making it. 
um, and someone got a copy of it and put it out. Uh, and so if you make a product that uses this, pretty much what, from what I've read, they own all rights to your product. Um, that you can, and they can decide to revoke it at any time. That you have to pay them a certain amount of your sales for everything that you make. Um, you know, just totally. Now they wrote a, a previous license that said a rule set that said, you know, you don't have to adopt new rule sets. You can play by old real rule sets, and this is putting doing away with all of that. So they backed away from it. Um, and I gave my suspicions last week that it was down to them really wanting to put the woke stuff in and force everybody to adopt it. it because the, if you look, pe people, some people make, this is their livelihood. And that's the people that are really upset is now they can't use people that have written books, made tabletop games based on this, all these different things. They'd have to go through and rework all of their art. I mean, you can't even use the word race anymore. So you'd have to rewrite what are all these different things that they're changing now. You'd have to go and rewrite everything. To match Let's, the new new rule set, can you can you help me here? So, from what I and, and uh, this, I'm not asking a dumb question. I, I genuinely don't know. So, there's this Wizards of the Coast that owns the license for Dungeons and Dragons. For yeah. What you're describing, they license that out to other people, like the people that make miniatures and like different rule books and game and campaigns. Is that who is that who this falls under, or who exactly who are these people that fall under this license? Um, so it's what it so they make different editions of of lore and rules and everything. So when you play a game, usually what you do is you go get an edition, correct, and you play by that rule set. Yeah. So that you you know certain stats are available or certain types of characters are available, whatever it is at that time that's viewed as the standard mm -hmm. for that rule set. So it gives you a rule book that everybody who's in it can follow so that when they are doing things with their characters, they're doing things that are allowed in that world, right? Um, so now with this so, one, because they, they've been pushing for this one, they call it one D&D. &D. They want to have it to where there's only one. Um, and it's supposed to be backwards compatible with all the previous content, but obviously, you know, to a point, it's not. So let me ask you this then. So like fifth edition, which I think is one of the most recent, one of the more recent, who makes fifth edition? The the Wizards of the Coast people or a third party group that's licensing the stuff through D and D, or is it a mixture of um, both? I I think I think yeah I I I'm pretty sure they draft the official set like so the, the Wizards e, of the Coast draft e, and then you modify it. And, well, and you just you use it, correct? Right, and you use it in, in when you're when you're doing your things. You're you're basing your game off of the five E rule set. Um, and so they're saying you can no longer do that. Like you can't use previous rule sets at all is what they're saying, hmm. which makes no sense. And it just pretty much kills because they're saying you're not allowed to sell anything or to use anything based off the old rule set. So like if you make miniatures that are based off mm -hmm. of old rule sets, you will no longer be able to make those. Yeah. Like the, the Hadozi or whatever it is, the, 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 um, like the physical race, what, yeah, like if there's a board or any like, sort, any they're, they're you can't use them in the old way. Like you can't do anything that represents them in the way that they've now ruled out of the rule book. So yeah, Hasbro he, he's um, pro tip don't die. He, he's he's clarifying like Hasbro owns all the rights, but Wizard of the Coast drafts the. I'd have to look at closely how that works as far as their hierarchy of the yeah. company and owning, but these guys draft the license. 
So it seemed, looking at this a little bit more, anybody that makes any products associated with Dungeons & Dragons, which they're allowed to do, this this open game, mm -hmm. in the past, it's it's this game license has allowed individuals to make things like player mats and boards and, and, and all these different things. That's that's all going to be changing, at least in some way, shape, or form. Is the D&D community pushing back against this, Brian? Are they, are they pissed that oh, yeah. this they, stuff's just all yeah, being stripped there's away? There's a lot of... There's a lot of backlash, but because for instance here, I'm, I'm looking at this uh, an article, and they're talking about how like Pathfinder is its own, but it draw it's it's in its second edition, but draws a lot on the 3.5 rule set, and so you know things like that. If if it's tied, they could then say, well, you can't use any of the stuff that has a ton oh. of content for it, a ton of board games based off of it. The companies have made things basing it off of all of these things. Um, and they've said in past licenses that they that they were going to allow you to always use past licenses. And now they're changing that, which I think has people mad. You know, kind of going back on what they originally said. Yeah, so like here's a game that is based off yeah. of D&D &D rules. It's a, it's a full game. It's a $60 rule book to play by. And now yes. Hasbro or whoever is 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 ripping this out. Now, I will say a couple of things here. Really shitty. No argument there. Unfortunately, the reality of building off of somebody else's property. This is the this is always the inherent risk of using somebody else's property. We were talking yep. in the pre-show, Brian, about uh, the Twitter API has gone through some pretty yep. drastic changes, and a lot of folks, you know, people that operate third-party Twitter apps that no longer work, are all pissed. And I understand that. But the reality is you built your business off of an open API under a, under a company. That, that well, that's how API Hangouts Canopy was. I mean, but that API is not said, guaranteed hey, we're forever. Stop supporting it. Correct. Yeah, they yeah. stopped well, supporting the API. Well, Hangouts Canopy, over. we we were working with stuff that that Google had, um, and Google let us know. They said, "Hey, we're going to be making changes, and not you know your product won't work anymore." Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, and what could we say? But you know that we went and worked for them instead. But short of that, like they're, if they say, you know, you're not, your product that is using our service is no longer going to work, it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. And, and I guess the frustration with a lot of folks here is that Dungeons & Dragons is not new. I mean, it goes back to goes back to the 80s. I and mean, we're talking about 40 plus years of, of Dungeons. Actually, no, back earlier than that, back to the 70s, I think, uh, with maybe some of the first edition stuff. We're talking about 50 years worth of lore and books and 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 sub variants and everything like that and for whatever reason um wizards of the coast is just wanting to pull all of this under one roof which seems to me is just going to piss off and destroy the entire community to me that's yeah, what it just I mean, seems if, like if they if they take away your ability to really have because that's what is beautiful about dnd is people can make it whatever they want right yeah it's it's a world that you create and and so I think for them trying to kind of lock it down and make it to where it they because a lot of it comes down to money they want it to where they control everything. Um, the second that you make something for it and licensing it under it, they have the right to then use your content however they want to. I mean, there's just crazy things in this license, which legally we'll see how that stands. But as because of the of, of the uproar that happened, they have backed away and they have they've not implemented it yet. So we'll see where that goes in the future um another one just a, a comment our christmas show we talked about global uh or sorry mobile gaming mm -hmm. and i wanted to make a statement 
global spending on mobile games falls 5% as high inflation oh. causes market to cool. Remember, people were saying, oh, mobile gaming, you know, it, it's kind of in, it's uh, economy resistant. Yes. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Desktop gaming isn't. Console gaming isn't. Mobile gaming isn't. All of them are feeling the, the impacts and effects of, of, uh, of the current economy. And so, you know, the, a lot of these places are going to be contracting, laying off people. Uh, mobile is, is still subject to all of this, this just the same way. I did a whole half hour segment on my show this morning about how a lot of economists are warning that, you know, while things might seem good right now and, you know, you're able to hang on, we are rapidly approaching. And Davos is going on right now where the uh, elitists of elites, uh, you know, fly their private jets into Sweden to, you know, uh, you know, go skiing and talk about how they're going to you know, control the world's economy. And even they like it's like something like 80 percent of the economists over at the World Economic Forum in Davos are saying that there is likely to be some sort of global recession in the next like twelve months or so. So, and I, and I tell you what, Brian, this is what it comes down to: is um, if you're tight on a budget, are you going to continue to throw ninety nine cents here, ninety nine cents there into this mobile game yep. so that you don't have to wait for the thirty minute cooldown? For people that are have their priorities in check, the answer is no. Of course not. You're going to save that money because you're going to need it to spend you know, $14 on a, a carton of eggs at the store. Um, so you'll not do that. You'll, you'll just, you'll back off on that. It's a luxury. It's a leisure activity. Yep. And those are the first, in a normal sense where people are actually responsible with what they're doing. Those are the first things that get cut. Discretionary spending, yep. which mobile gaming most definitely is. Mobile is definitely, yeah, definitely is. And that's, I think that we'll continue to see all of this contract. Amazon, you know, laying off people. Uh, Salesforce laid off a lot of people. All these companies are laying off a ton of people, and well, here we are. Let's in that mindset. Let's. Talk, how about we talk about a company that uh, that's having a little bit of back and forth right now? Uh, Ubisoft. I can't believe it. Uh, yeah, I, uh, Ubisoft I, in in the past six months has canceled six games. You six know, they're, games. They're definitely having six games in the wow. past six months have been canceled. Canceled for Ubisoft. Um, they canceled three games just you know recently trying to kind of hit their hit the, you know hit their targets because of the and they call it because of the worsening macroeconomic conditions mm. it comes down to the same thing uh the industry is in trouble people uh, the food i mean the fact that eggs are four or five times more expensive than usual like that hits home for people games are kind of the back burner they're the thing that goes away first when you're struggling uh, and here we can see it. Ubisoft is is really struggling with with no probably looking ahead more, realizing yeah. that they that the sales are going to be way down. Like we got to cut our budgets if we're going to stay afloat. Um, so and, and they're do you, yeah go ahead because the CEO he's yeah he's been I want a little bit yeah I wanted to read a quote here from the CEO. It says uh, he says that they need to be quote focused on building our brands and live services into something of the most powerful within the industry. So the games, at least three that have been canceled in the last couple of weeks, which makes sense when you look at, you know, prioritizing things, Tom Clancy's free to play shooter, ghost recon frontline, you know, it doesn't make sense to take our assets and, and put all of our eggs in a free to play basket Probably not. So that's one. The other is a VR splinter cell project, which was prob which was a passion project, not 
going to be a yeah, huge revenue generator. development, things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Cool, cool technical concept, but you're not going to be burning up the revenue charts with your Splinter Cell VR yeah. project. Um, so those are just two of the recent ones that they've uh, that they've canceled. And uh, the CEO is has been telling the employees, and I think you've got one of the quotes. You know, you got to. It's time to. It's time to buckle down and get some things done. Yeah, and that's the thing is he. I, I, I'm trying to see if it was a speech that he gave. Yeah, he but... was. Yeah, he was speaking at a. Uh, oh, actually, I don't know if it was a speech. I believe it may have been a shareholders call or something. Now it's important. Oh, it, to know. So sorry, it was. It was an email. So it was in an email. He said, the ball is in your court to deliver those, this lineup on time and at the expected qual level of quality. After the company's myriad of delays had weighed on our costs and decreased our associated revenues. He, uh, he also told staff that he needed their full energy and commitment in order to make sure that Ubisoft gets back on the path of success. So, so this, is, <laughs> this is a statement. Yeah, which, you know indicates and goes back to your point that this is a really tough you know the, the, first of all let's let's be clear ubisoft has not been in the greatest of shape for for a while now right it's, this isn't just like yeah. oh my god i woke up today and ubisoft is a is a failing company um there was a period of time in which they were being sought out to be purchased by either microsoft or sony uh everybody else has been gobbled up and it's essentially now ea and ubisoft are about the only two big ones left um that are still withstanding Ubisoft is a, I think they're based in France, so I think they're, they're a French yeah. company. I know their main studio is in Paris, um, and you know the CEO, whether you like it or not, uh, he took a thirty percent pay cut last year. Now he is still slated to yeah. make about six hundred thousand pounds, and some folks might go, "Oh my God, that's outrageous!" But he took a thirty percent. For being pay the head cut. of Ubisoft, that's not. It's. You've got NFL players. Crazy. You've got NFL players that are making tens of millions of dollars a year. This guy's leading the one of the largest independent game studios in the world. He's taken a thirty percent pay cut, um, and you yep. know he's telling his staff. Told his staff. He went on to say, "Be especially careful and strategic with your spending and initiatives." Again, things are yep. really tough. We're looking like we're going into uh, some sort of serious economic pinch and pain. So be careful. So what did the workers yep. do, Brian? Well, they decided to completely ignore his email, and now they're going on strike. Yeah, <laughs> it's just—it's unbelievable. Hey well, guys, I have a batten down the hatches. Be careful with your resources. We got to make sure we're delivering on expectation, ex delivering on time. We really got to make sure that we're all pulling together. Let's go on strike. <laughs> it's that's unbelievable. The, that's the thing. So. On the January 27th, which is a Friday afternoon, they're going to be doing a strike. Uh, and so I found a translated version of their flyer that they sent on, sent on initially on this. Okay. And, and they put on here, according to Guillemont, the ball is in our court, but the money stays in his pocket. Oh, in his last wow. statement, Mr. Guillemont announces a worrying future for Ubisoft. If the request to employees is to be especially careful and strategic with your spending, is ironic considering the company's editorial strategy of the last few years. It is not funny when Mr. Guillemot speaks of attrition and, and organize, organizational adjustments. It means staff reductions, discrete studio closures, salary cuts, disguised layoffs, etc. On several occasions, Mr. Guillemot is trying to shift the blame once again onto the employees. He expects us to be mobilized to give, us, give it our all 
to be as efficient and lean as possible. These words mean something. Overtime, managerial pressure, burnout, etc. Mr. Dr- Dilma asked. Wah, wah, <laughs> yeah, we got to do That's our a lot job. His, oh. <laughs> we had to work. <laughs> Mr. Gilema asked a lot from his employees, but without any compensation. Uh, you're getting a paycheck, right? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Jesus have Christ, you're an kept... employee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they say without any compensation. That's just kind of odd. I'm sure they're all working for free. Have now, salaries kept up a, with the uh, high and- do you think that's you think that's a translation error, or do you genuinely think they're saying they don't get compensated? No, this at all? was their version. They said they put oh, out a okay. English and a French version of oh. this flyer, so this wasn't okay. automatically translated. Perfect. Have salaries kept up with the high inflation of recent years? What about the implementation of a four-day week? What has been put in place for the teams to come out of the productions exhausted, like those of Just Dance or Mario? Um. We, here's what their demands are. An immediate 10% increase in all salaries, regardless of annual increases, to compensate for inflation with the hundreds of millions of euros obtained from Tencent. There is money in the coffers of the employers. Oh. The improvement of working conditions, with in, in particular the implementation of the four-day work week. So far, give us more money, let us work less. Yeah, uh, transparency, which is the opposite of what he's saying as far as we're going to have to tighten our belts. We're going to have to work hard. We're going to have to focus to be able to make it through this. Um, transparency on the evolution of the workforce, both locally and globally. I don't know what that means. A strong commitment against disguised dismissals and a condemnation of abusive managerial pro- policies that push employees to resign. And because Mr. Guillemot is hit and his clique only understand the relationship of power this group is calling for the employees of Ubisoft Paris to strike from 2 to 6 p.m. So, let's, uh, let's re-rack it here. An old term referring to videotape back in the day, Brian. Let's re-rack the yeah. conversation and explain in, ca- in case you are not understanding. The CEO, who took a 30% pay cut last year, is seeing yep. that the economy, global economy is very likely heading into a significant recession. Leisure yes. activities, such as video games, are, will be some of the first things that people cut out of their spending when they can't, you know, when they're deciding between paying my mortgage payment or buying the new Just Dance game. So he is asking his studio to make sure you're careful with your spending. We got to try and make sure we're hitting all of our deadlines. We've got to try and keep this company afloat. With what is likely to be a you know, pretty pretty rough times ahead, so the employees, as you mentioned, are asking for a ten percent salary increase, only work four days a week, and continue to just continue with you know transparency, whatever the hell that. You don't you're you're not, you're not owed transparency as an employee. You're just not. Um, yeah. and in that completely in the face of what he is asking, um, Brian, this is exactly. What we have talked about on this program for months, how these gaming yep. unions have absolutely no interest in making the industry better, how they don't fight for anything for the gamer at all, and they are nothing more than a group to hold a game studio or company hostage and exhibit A, this is exactly it. If yep. I were this guy, I would flip them the middle finger and just let them destroy the company. This guy will be able to find another job, right? He's a studio head. He'll be able to land on his feet somewhere. These people, this union, 
will be the ones that destroy Ubisoft, not the guy that's running the company. This is how companies well, are destroyed. And this is part of the issue is they're in, they're in France. And if you know anything about how France works, it, you can't really fire people in France because of the way that their government and the r- rules and restrictions and laws are there. That's why if you look at the way they worded, is disguised dismissals. So, because you can't fire people. Um, and they say against pushing people to resign because you can't fire people there. The, the unemployment rate, and I, I, know I have to look what the current numbers are, but the unemployment rate in, in France of the young is super high because once you hire somebody, you can't fire them. And so the, the, the older people have jobs. The younger people do not. That's why there's so many uh, people, you know, on the streets doing pickets and, you know, having all these different marches and everything else because the young, young people can't get jobs. Well, give the employer the ability to fire somebody if they're a horrible worker. And guess what? They'll probably take a chance with hiring some of the younger people, but they don't. And so the fact that these people have jobs that they can't get fired from and now they want to work four days a week, they figure if we can force them to do anything because they can't fire you. They can. They feel like they can force. That's the downside of Ubisoft being in Par- in Paris, because they are truly strangleholded by this company, uh, and by organizations like this. Because this is what France is all about: these union type of things, uh, and having it to where the the people, you know, the power to the people, and all this. Well, but the, the, the it's not the people that give them jobs. You know, these these companies that give them jobs. And they really make it to where it's just not appetizing to be a company in France. And, and you know, there's a, there's a reason that you have such a high youth unemployment. France can't get young people hired because that's, it's, it's risking putting your company out of business. Well, and, you know, a lot of the conversation that has unfolded from this, Brian, and, you know, we, we've seen a lot of this in the past, and there's still a lot that, that, will, that will come out over the next couple of weeks. As you mentioned, this strike isn't scheduled to take place until late January, is that you know, this very well could be the nail in the coffin for, for Ubisoft. Yeah. Because well, what, if, you have, if you have a workforce that is literally unwilling to work, which we will determine whether that's true or not, from the information that I have from reading what the CEO posted, the company is not going to be able to provide these things. Yeah. The company doesn't ha- can't give everybody a 10%. Here's the thing, Brian. They could. Maybe he should just give everybody yeah. the 10% increase. And then when the company goes out of business because in because the economy no the global economy nosedives into a recession, then they'll just have to fire everybody and lay everybody off and close the studio. So you can get your 10% raise for four or five months, and then you're going to just lose your job because the company's going to have to close down. I really just, I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah. I just want to make a note so people understand what I'm saying. When I say high unemployment for youth, it's 18, in November, 2022, the unemployment rate for youth was 18.3%. That's In the United States, it was 8.5%. And that was in July of 2022. That is unfriggin' A a side-by-side comparison of two countries in reasonably the same amount of time, 8.5, you know, versus France's 18.3%. Because of their labor laws. Their labor laws make it to where people don't get jobs. So you say, well, having you know these organizations doing all these things, it's always gonna it's just better for the people, right? Is it better for the people? 
all these kids who can't get jobs is that working as as you said you know they're for the for the workers they're they're for the workers but when you have it to where you get everything you want like they do in France with the government that's what happens people cannot get jobs kids cannot get jobs and so that that's a perfect example of getting what you want to your detriment yeah, a lot of folks, I was just scrolling through and looking at some of the comments. And, you know, a lot of folks are indicating that, you know, maybe some past decisions by this guy weren't great. And, that, and all of that's probably true. Is this guy the uh, is this guy the second coming? Uh, is he the second coming? No, most definitely not. Is he maybe is he a power hungry CEO? He might be. But no. even with even with that, the idea here that this is a good time. Whether or not this is guy is a good guy or not, the idea that right now, again, right on the cusp of likely serious economic issues, that this is what you're arguing for, whether you have the best CEO in the world or the worst, the timing makes no sense. It's not logical, it's not yeah. rational, and it will lead, as you just mentioned, to your own demise. Because it will force well, these companies you, to have to shut Microsoft down. If you want Microsoft to buy you... Here's the perfect playbook to do that. You know, they yeah. can get everything they want. They'll be working Fire for sale. Microsoft soon and not Ubisoft. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're well, going to drive this company into the ground and Microsoft will buy it at a, an incredibly low price. I, I, I sent you this today, this story today, because I, 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 a couple days ago I found the, the Ubisoft story about his email and then I, I opened up PC Gamer this afternoon and I could not believe my eyes when I read the story that, Quote, Ubisoft Paris employees are going on strike to protest CEO's comments. I could not believe what I was reading. But that is exactly yep. what these unions do, Brian. They are holding these companies hostages. This is why we've yep. been talking about it against, uh, been talking out, uh, talking out against it here in the United States. It started it's starting with the QA developers. Once this becomes fully fledged like it is in, in uh, Ubisoft over in Paris, it will be the exact same thing here in the U.S., the exact yep. same thing. Yep. Why didn't and you ask so for a 10% people, raise a year and a half ago when things were a lot better? The times were good. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Inflation is inflation has been tough on everybody. Absolutely. No argument there. And I have sympathy. For I mean, that. I, I guess what? I've gotten a 10% raise at my job since I started because of inflation. Yep. I get that. Is, our company, we do a yearly raise, right? To kind of keep up with everything sure. as far as that there's a set amount. Um, and that's kind of the standard as a company. But I haven't got a special, oh, well, you know, here's an inflation raise. Because what we found is the companies that sit there and chase these things usually end up hurting themselves in the long run. Where we just have a consistent, steady, don't react so crazy when things in the market change. And guess what? In the long term, it's a better place to work. Because you don't have these mass firings. You know, they can't really do that here to where it's going to really hurt the company. But what you have in the United States is you'll have Amazons and, and Salesforces and all these companies that will throw out really high salaries because, you know, the salaries were really high for a period of time. And they've got all these people. But then when everything contracts and goes back to normal, guess what they do? They fire a lot of people. At our company, we don't end up firing a lot of people. I mean, you, you only, you know, only for misconduct or something like that would they fire somebody. It's because we don't chase to where it's not like, oh, well, we, we are paying this person way too much. Like, we can't afford to keep paying them this. So we got to let them go. There's not those kind of layoffs. But that's why you get all these layoffs in these other big companies. 
because they're throwing money at the problem. This is throwing money at the problem. It's going to end up to where then people just lose their jobs, which how do you handle that in Ubisoft? Uh, they, they're, they're in Paris. They're kind of stuck. Well, the, well you, I mean, eventually the company, you, I mean, you, you can't fire people. And once the company doesn't have enough money to, to, to do payroll, they're going to have no choice but to fire people. Um, it's just a sad state of affairs. Really is. Yeah. And then hopefully Ubisoft in the end doesn't get to where they're just no longer the same company anymore. Oh, they, they absolutely will. No, games. no, no, they will. This, this will be, if, if this continues down this path, it will be the end of Ubisoft. A company can not withstand this. It's, yeah. it's just impossible. When, when the current, in the current economic climate, you're not going to be able to withstand that. You can't give your employees 10% raises and then give them also a day off. I mean, the audacity yeah. to ask for that is just ridiculous. And they're heroes, Brian. Yeah. They're, they're saviors of the video game industry. Well, the thing is, okay, so in, in France, you have to show just cause to fire somebody. Yeah. Well, just cause, but we don't have any freaking money. Just cause. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's pretty funny because doesn't Ubisoft you, you develop just cause? To... Isn't that their game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll show you just cause. Yeah, I'll show you just cause 18. You're unemployed. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see how and let me say this. it'll be interesting over the year. Let me let me just let me just end on this. We've never been happy with talking about people losing their jobs. It's not something I take pleasure in. It's not something I want. But when you force a when you force a company into that position, I do not have any sympathy. And that is precisely yep. what I envision is going to happen here. Ubisoft might not make it like they might not make it out of 20. They'll, they'll make it out of 2023. They might not make it out of 24 or 25. They might not. Yeah. At least in their current form. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, that's the thing is, I'm sure it'll be. Per I'm sure they'll get bought up by another company when they are oh, no longer sure. able to support themselves. And the, so for, there will be them, Ubisoft. This would be great for this is if this continues. This is great news for Sony because this would be a huge notch in Sony's belt to put some sort of, even if it's the littlest of firewalls in. between control total world domination and xbox uh, this would be i Sony's just don't want or something like that purchasing this i mean well, that's doesn't my, tencent already own like 50 percent of the company i know that's but that's the thing is i don't want china owning owning it all and so how do you deal with that right that's that's kind of my concern is that they're, they're going to end up owning the whole thing yeah yeah the uh so the ceo his family owns 10 percent Tencent owns 9.9% of the company. Okay. Well, and that's, that, that's the issue. As you look at Tencent has been purchasing up and NetEase has been purchasing up all these companies. Uh, Skybox Labs, they just purchased. And they co-developed Halo Infinite, their project with Minecraft. Um, you know, it's Microsoft or it's them. I mean, that seems like what it comes down to anymore as far as purchasing a lot of these studios. Oh, and there's there's one in um, Scandinavia or something like that, or I don't remember exactly where, but there's another group that's been purchasing a lot of studios, which I prefer. I just I don't want everything go to China and then we have what happened to H1Z1 and Daybreak happen to all the other products that we like. Hmm. Yep. So uh, that is uh, that's what we're tracking out of uh, Ubisoft. We'll uh, we'll let you know if we find out any new uh, any new details. All right. Well, I have one. I have one story that's not really related to anything else, but it is a really interesting story. It is. And this is this is a 
a Wisconsin boy who uh, is accused of killing his mom over a video game. And when he went to court, you know, they put, they argued a $50,000 bail. Um, and the boy wanted to lower it to a hundred dollars because that's the amount he said he has in his piggy bank. Um, and this is a 10 year old boy. Uh, now, what this all came down to is he's accused of killing his mom because she would not buy him a virtual reality headset, virtual reality headset. And so wow. for him, wow, he decided that, uh, you know, he has no source of income. They said, you know, he's got a hundred dollars in his piggy bank and that was their justification to try to lower the bail. Don't let the kid out. Obviously he is mental issues. Um, you know, before yeah, I mean, he murdered his mother. Trial. At as 10 years old, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is, the, now what they said is, I'm trying to find the exact part here, but it said, um, since the boy's been charged as an adult, they argued it would be unheard of to require a defendant in adult court to stay in the custody of a family member on pretrial release. Mm-hmm. Um, Which means he'll just Especially when you killed your mom. Yeah, he should, he'd sit there. Uh, the judge appeared to agree with Cunningham, but then they required the child to be placed on GPS monitoring if he gets out on juvenile detention where he's being, being held. L- listen, uh, listen to how fucked up this thing is. This happened. Uh, so I don't, sorry to use that word, but listen to this. No, no. November the 21st, he asked his mother for a virtual reality headset. She told him no. So he shot her in the face and killed her. After he killed her, he then got on the Amazon account and purchased the headset. So he murdered his, shot his mother in the face as she was dead, got on her phone or tablet or computer and ordered the headset anyway. Yeah. That and is beyond disturbing. So the, the, the family members have said that he struggles with significant psychological issues. Oh, really? Um, he's also facing alternate counts of first-degree intentional homicide or first-degree reckless homicide. His attorneys asked the court drop a second count of reckless homicide, calling it redundant. Well, we'll see. The judge ordered that he not be placed in shackles or any other kind of restraint. She also forbade media outlets from publishing any personal information about the child, including pictures and his home address. Of course, they have a picture of his house <laughs> right there on the internet. Uh, well, here. you're not. Well, I, I mean, that makes pretty big news when you've got a ten-year-old murdering their mother over a video game. Now, this this is a story that he's supposed to be back in court in two days, so oh. maybe we'll hear a little bit more about this. But I don't I think saw the judge this is going to get the bail. No. I just look and it's like, what in the world? Well, you know, um, it, it's so crazy, Brian. But you, you, there was a story this past week out of Virginia two weeks ago where a six-year-old brought a gun to school oh, yeah. and shot his teacher. Shot his teacher, yeah. Fortunately, didn't crazy. kill her, but shot his teacher. And I'll say this, and you know, this is obviously not a political program, at least not not yet. Um, but it, how does a, a ten-year-old doesn't just get a gun? It is, especially if the family knows, the family's admitting, oh, this kid's pretty screwed up in the head. Why is there a gun that's readily accessible for a 10-year-old that's got severe mental issues? And the same thing with the six-year-old. How does a six-year-old have act? Brian, I've got guns. Guess what I don't have? A a six-year-old running around my house. I'm an adult. There's adults in my house. So I'm not worried about I've got a gun and a thumbprint safe. So... You know, there's a thumbprint safe that, that would have to be open to be able to access some of, of these Of course, because you're a responsible um, firearm owner. 
and we've got we've got a 13 year old we've got a 12 year old we've got a seven year old and we've got a, a, a six month old so you don't you know, want that six us, month old ability yeah yeah can't have that buy me uh he's into hitting things right now so yeah. he'd just be whacking that gun who knows when to go off <laughs> yeah exactly this is um this is a wild situation yeah and this 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 it's sad that it's happened but it's kind of the they're gonna blame video games on this is the sad thing when it's really well, he didn't even have the video the child game. had i know he wanted it but it really comes down to issues psychologically with with this kid um what's the fix to that i don't know what the fix to that is uh you know there used to be used to be you'd put kids with psychological issues in places they got no. rid of all that now we've got they our did. streets filled with we got we got streets filled with people with mental issues um you know and and if you go down to the, you go down to Nancy Pelosi's district and just walk along the streets there and you'll see what the definition of mental issues. I don't know what the fix is. I, I'm, I'm not a fan of just putting people in, in mental institutions, locking them away and, and medicating them. But you know what? Letting them just go unhindered like this obviously isn't working out well either. Because look at our street. Uh, there's, I don't know what the answer is, but there, I think we're going to have to figure out something soon because... This kind of stuff just can't happen. Um, you know, was he on any kind of medications? You know, that'll be the oh, next thing. I, they find some most me- some medications cause kids to have more tendencies to do these sort of things. Yeah, and most definitely an SSRI. There's no argument that uh, yeah, there's there. I would be shocked to find out that's not the case. But this goes back to a trend that we've talked about too: is this idea of um, you know parenting is just kind of gone at this point and you know technology yeah. is used to parent and when the kid wanted some piece of technology and the mother wouldn't give it to him he decided it was his responsibility to kill her um so that i mean that's 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 very very scary well and when you lose that link of a value for human life this is my biggest concern Yep, what what we've been teaching the kids is that, that losing that value for human life really causes people to not think the same. I mean, just look at some of the things. There was a shooting that happened in California, if I remember correctly. Was it the one where they went in and shot five people and then an infant? Yeah, yeah you know, uh, it, like it was a game. Days it ago. was a yeah, yeah, two days ago. I mean, just the the fact that someone has the capability of doing something like that. Uh, shows you that there's something wrong with society. Correct. It's something totally innocent. But if you look at what they're really pushing in politics, how is it any different? The fact that you had so many people in uh, legislature that voted against a baby that was born and didn't die because of the abortion. I mean, sorry to bring this around, but you have a baby yeah. that's born uh, from a botched abortion and they're still, they don't want them saving the baby's life after it's left the mother's womb. And is still alive. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the kind of thinking I'm talking about where va- human life doesn't have a value. Well, what are you teaching them? It, that If that human life doesn't have a value, why should his mother's human life have a value? What, what What's the point? You, you Did you get to pick and choose whose life has value? Why is it up to you, right? And, and, and But when you have half of the political spectrum that's saying, well, life, only the life that we say has value has value. The rest of it doesn't, and you shouldn't think about that, and you should be happy that it's it's being taken. 
will turn around and think, well, this kid in his mind views that that's more, that is more important than, than the human life to him. Just like, I know, you know, we have different views on abortion, but if you look at abortion, the same thing, what the mother wants is more important than that human life. Right. And that's totally accepted and said, well, that's, that's right. They should be. Well, in this kid's mind, he has probably a harder time processing that and that type of logic leads to these type of outcomes. Yeah. But when you tell him, well, human life is, you know, certainly human life is okay. And the other human life doesn't really matter. How does a 10 year old process that kind of thinking? And in his mind, is she no longer had value because she wasn't getting what he wanted. Co- it correct. was going to inhibit and, and, and repress him, you know? Well, my right. yes. And, 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 and a lot of that comes down to the idea that, you know, there's not really even a connection between a parent and a child and you're just the avenue for things and goods and, and yeah. services. And then when they you deliver those, you what you want, and when yep. you don't do that, then you're yep. an, you're a hindrance dead. to what yeah, you want. And if something wow. hinders you from what your goals are, what do you do with it? All right, Brian, before we you get, get out of here, you got to, you got to leave us on some sort of higher note than that. We can't end the show talking about a lady getting murdered over a VR headset. Oh, what, what you got to give us something else to get out of here. Well, I'm, I'm trying to think of something that'll be more happy. I mean, I've got more things that aren't really happy. Yeah, but so, um, anything right. is better than this. I mean, that you just really okay. Just, just really sucked choices. the we air have, out of this. We have some new Chronicles of Illyria news. I know you no. love Chronicles. No, of Illyria. I know. Okay. No. <laughs> um, we've got some uh, Rick. Uh, so. Okay. This no, really Rick and Morty. I want to. Th- no, I won't talk about Rick and Morty. How about either. Belarus legal, legalizing piracy? Oh yes, this is a great story. Yes. Okay. All right. So, so yeah, Belarus uh, is, which is this is going to be very interesting to see how this goes down. Um, they, which by the way, Belarus is uh, over in over in uh, Russia, uh, right on the Russian mm-hmm. border, and um, they have a, a. They are now going to allow piracy. The dictator, because that they don't have a. Their president is a dictator. Uh, allow piracy on any content not made in Belarus. So essentially, well, pretty everything. much everything, uh, like ninety nine point nine 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 percent of things. Correct. I haven't heard about the big Belarus, you know, the <laughs> software market. Uh, so this, you know, so and because the the things they're running into is licensing from Microsoft. Microsoft cuts you off. You no longer have a Windows license. You no longer have an office license. You no longer... It, the video game studios there in Russia, because there is a big video game industry in Russia. There is. They're having issues with... They can't get their game development licenses. Well, you're at war with most of the rest of the world. <laughs> yeah. Why do you care about software licenses at that point? Um, keep you know, You're not allowed to sell things outside of your country anyways. Just pull the China method. Because what's China do? Steal from everybody else and sell it here. Well, that's kind of the same thing. Right. If, if you look at what China does versus now what uh, Belarus is looking at doing, uh, th- that's why we laugh so hard when, you know, you, that, that that was it. Uh, League of Legends, not League of Legends. Well, yeah. Riot gets yeah, mad right. about about someone copying in, in China, copying their design. Well, that's your way of doing everything. So why are you mad? Well, here, if, if you're not allowed, allowed, not allowed to buy the product, well, then just download it illegally and we won't do anything about it because do you think they're really doing anything about it anyways the law that was slated to go into effect without the consent of the right holders of software movies or music from foreign states committing unfriendly actions against belarus so long as they are deemed quote essential for the domestic market so you bring up a great example microsoft windows that would be deemed as an essential 
I would assume that they would deem that essential so that it's yeah. o- it is okay without the consent of the right holders to pirate to pirate that. Why why don't they make their own like in-country Netflix? Super cheap. They can just have every movie with no licensing cost and sell it inside of their country for a nice little tax. I mean, it's like making money. I mean, they're just making money for no real cost other than infrastructure. Because it's got a huge population. Um, Yeah. It's got nine, almost nine and a half million people. Yeah. Imagine nine and a half million people paying $5 a month. Yeah. Five rubles or whatever bullshit currency. You have your own music streaming service. You could have your own in-country movie service. You pay no licensing fees for any of it. And you just get to sell and, and make money off of everybody else. Here's the real question. Will this allow individuals to, uh, uh, individual companies to set up torrent sites, file sharing sites, and servers in Belarus where it will be legal to get this content? That's going to be the big question is for outside of Belarus, if it's, oh, I got this, Brian, I downloaded this movie from movies.belarus, it's free. You know, that's going to be the real question is how, how does that handled? Yeah. Um, and that's going to be the funny thing is, well, here's see. the law stipulates that the patent authority may deduct no more than 20% of whatever remuneration it handles before it transfers it to the relevant rights holders. So they're even changing patent law on this. Um, yeah, this is, this is crazy. We'll, we'll see what, now, when they, the only thing that makes me wonder about that is the fact they said it has to be something that is deemed essential. Okay, How do you great. determine so, what's essential? So you the dictator I mean? of Belarus who just legalized piracy is determining what is essential or not. I would make the argument I that... I mean, it's essential that I have club, something to watch at night. Yeah. A, f- a fight club. Uh, you know, just I want to write a these... paper for school on this movie. It is essential that I have access to it. I agree. I mean, how do you deal, how do you deal with essential? What well when the when when you when the dictator decides what is essential that is what is essential so uh, yes that it should be very interesting to see how that unfolds at least on a on an international stage uh, with some other parties involved uh, as well. All right, Brian, uh, where can folks find you over there on the old uh, old interwebs? Well, if you want to find me at Brian Aldridge on Gab, Parler, Getter, Truth Social, or at Boise Computer on Twitter, my blog biteoftech.com. And of course, if you go to our website, infectionpodcast.com, make sure you just go to the right-hand side and join our server on Discord, where maybe there's a news topic, something you think we should be talking about. Post a link to it or a video, whatever it is, in the news channel, and we'll review that before the next live show. Also, if you want to get a hold of us, that's an excellent platform to do that on. Uh, We have 11Arc servers going, Conan Exile servers running, and those are all free to use. More than welcome to jump on. Or if you just want to hang out with some of the community and talk, maybe share some memes, things like that. Uh, if you want to watch the show, you can do that through Twitch or YouTube. And of course, if you want to listen to the show, uh, you can do that at the lower right-hand side. The, the video forms of the podcast are live, and then the audio forms are recorded and uploaded after the fact. But if they are uploaded, you can go to our show notes page, and there's a video and audio player built in right there. And then there's links for everything that we discussed throughout that episode. So if you want to maybe catch a video that we showed catch some source material for something that we've been referring to. You're more than welcome to jump on there. and We should have links for every single topic. Uh, of course, if you want to support us, there's a support tab up top or infectionpodcast.com forward slash support. Yes, that is in a great, again, great resources to, um, to check out all of that uh, over on our website. All right, Brian, uh, as always, greatly appreciated. 
and uh, we will catch up with you next week. If uh, Don't forget, if you missed any portion of today's program, again, you'll notice some changes over on the website. That is infectionpodcast.com. If you want to uh, check me out on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Nicholas M. Craig or check out my website, nickcraig.com. That's going to do it. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time.